0: It's Carcon Carne. Let's eat in the car. Carcon Carne. And now here's the star of our show, James Van Asta.
1: Carcon Carne, it's a Friday night, still sheltering in place. Quarantine Con Carne, sponsored by C&H Financial Services. I'm James Van Osdell. Surrounded tonight from places near and far, the members of Western Automatic. I have Alex, I have Ben, I have Jake, I have Sam, I have Dave, all joining me from different locations. I should say Dave looks like he has a pretty sweet, is that a home studio setup?
2: up? Yeah, I, uh, I've been bunkering down in my parents' basement and kind of reliving my high school experience and set up a little, a little space down here. <laughs> it's been pretty I, great.
1: Did you just go into your parents' basement because of COVID? I mean, you can be honest. Have you been living there all along?
2: I, well, I'll plead the fifth <laughs> on that one. <laughs> I've <have> been in <laughs> California mostly, actually. and uh, So I've been back here and decided to make the most of it, I guess.
1: Nice to meet you all. And Jake, where are you at?
0: I'm in my car right now. Um, I'm currently in Bridgeview. I'm not driving, by the way. Currently in Bridgeview watching a... Um, a drive-in movie right now. It's Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Nice. <laughs> the Chicago drive-in over at Peak Stadium. Yep. I'm and, looking right at it, actually. That is fantastic. Yeah. So you have it. That, oh, doesn't the movie start soon?
0: It's actually just started. Just now.
1: All right. So let's wrap this up. Thanks, everybody.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm out, by the way.
1: <laughs> Great interview. Yeah. Well, we That's hit a who you are. <laughs> Name of the band. Uh, so I, I thought it was a good time to have you on. You just put out uh, an EP about a month ago, The Fugitive, which is really good. Oh, thank you. One of the ongoing discussions I have with musicians, with local bands, through this whole pandemic period is whether or not to release music. There, there are two schools of thought. One being, let's wait until we can tour and support it. The other being, no, let's get the content out there. Obviously, you're of the latter. Was this something you discussed or was it just, okay, we've got music. Let's put it out. You didn't think about it. Um, I'd like
3: to take this one. If I, if I could, Um, we had a huge advantage um, in this case, I think over a lot of people over uh, just in terms of really not knowing what the hell we're doing. Um, So we recorded uh,
4: (laughs) (laughs) It is our style. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We we, have put up with every day. (laughs)
3: <laughs> yeah we re- we recorded the ep and uh, we put all of this time and money into this music that we we truly deeply uh madly uh believe in and um we you know all of this stuff happened uh, and we got stuck indoors uh, literally right before we were planning on releasing it and uh and we all just kind of looked at each other and said well we can't play any of the shows Dave is stuck in California uh none of us can go outside ah fuck it and so we just we just put it out and uh you know it's it actually I I mean who knows because we don't really get to see what happened you know what would have happened the other way but um for a band that can't tour right now because our drummer is on the other side of the country eh, it worked out okay I think (laughs)
1: Well, I think it sounds great. It kicks off with Lemon Party, those big guitars. Those big guitars take you right into it. Uh, And guitars are your thing. Mm. You make the guitar a very sexy instrument. Uh, Desert Eye, another great song. Uh, But I want to jump ahead on the EP to Stillness in the Void, which to me has the most visual sound on the EP. It has a very cinematic way of rising and falling. With with a sense of drama and tension, why don't you tell me about that song?
0: I'll take this one if that's okay. worry. Um I think this was one of the first songs. So I've I've been in the band for what now, like two and a half years, maybe close to three. Um, and this was one of the first songs that I kind of saw come to fruition, I would say. And I think it really exemplifies like what our strengths are <clears throat> as our as a band and what our you know all of our individual parts how it comes together. And this wasn't really a song that I felt that we really thought about too much. Um, it, just kind of, it just kind of came out of thin air, I would say. Like it just started with one of us playing a riff and we started building upon it. And then the next time we came around, it started kind of the same way. And so it slowly turned into a song. Um, and we all just added our own flavor to it. And now we have an, an ensemble. And, I feel like that represents us in a great way. I'm not sure if anybody else has anything to add to that, but it was, to me, um, I think a, a great moment for us as a band. when Whenever the first time we played that song, Like I remember us all looking at each other and thought, like that actually worked, which is a fun moment with the group of guys.
2: Yeah. I think oh. that was um, – because uh, – I was the uh, Jake's the most recent member of the band, and we had a, there was another bass player working for for a while before then, and I was I guess the second most recent. But I think Stillness was the first was we had a lot of riffs, but I think Stillness was still was the first song that we all that all of us settled on. I think you're totally right. I think uh, we had been t- passing things around and writing things and, and arranging things, but that song clicked first, and that kind of kicked off the rest of the songs to be to be finished.
1: There's- yeah. Oh, go ahead, Alex. Oh, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely songs where we come in, or like one of us will just say, "Okay, this is a piece," or "This is a part," and we "Hey, I, I have this idea." And that one, you know, it was 100 percent just everybody contributing all at once, and it and it just came together. You
1: know, it, it provides a nice balance uh, on the EP, and texturally, the songs kind of come in, in and out with different style and and, and vibes. There's a, a more melancholy. Uh, quieter song on the ep called run Mm -hmm. which sounds like it could be the results of kind of a bad time tell me about that one
3: yeah uh so run uh run was one that i had um uh demoed up um on a on a two-track tape machine um a while back and, and it sounded super different um and uh yeah it was i mean it was written about you know, some failed relationships and, and stuff a long time ago. I'm, I've been happily married for a long time now. So, you know, it's nothing to do with my wife or, or any of that, but it was about, you know, it's about recognizing, you know, the, the things in yourself that, you know, are not so great. And, uh, uh, maybe not, um, wanting to be that person anymore. Um, and I, I, you know, I, th- I think it's, I think it's pretty self-evident I don't want to dwell on that, but, um, I, I don't like going super deep into that stuff. That's what the music's for. But, uh, but that song was recorded, uh, f- completely like in its entirety and we, we were going to release it, um, uh, what, maybe two years ago. Uh, and yeah, it? about that. Yeah. And, um, it just, it just didn't feel right. It didn't quite fit. And, um, and the, the arrangement wasn't quite the same and it didn't, it just didn't work. You know, it's one of those things where like you can put all the work in the world into something and, and, and recognize that even if, even if you put all the time in, if the, if the feeling isn't there, if the vibe isn't right, then you know, you can't, you just can't do it. So we had to scrap that and and just start over from scratch in this session. And, and it, we, we cut all this whole EP was cut live. And then we just put some over, some overdubs over it with, uh, I mean, most of it, I mean, the bass and the drums and all of all of that was a hundred percent live. And then we just yeah. over some of the other stuff. But, um, yeah, run was, uh, this one, it turned out so much better. And it like, that was for me, I was so happy when we, when we finished that. Cause I, I had cut that versions of that song so many times before. I, before we landed on this, and and that was that was one where I just, we, as soon as it was done, as soon as we finished the mix, I just like breathed a sigh of relief, and I was like, ah, ah <laughs> I can
5: I can walk away. It's done. It's there. It's out in the world. I finally, check that box. I uh, I enjoyed that story because I always thought you were just writing a song for a Nike commercial or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The
3: original title was. Hey man,
0: let's do it! <laughs> like LeBron James. Late, yeah, late. yeah, we're really trying to sell out. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We've made every attempt. People just aren't paying us for it.
4: Yeah. <laughs> the if guitar is—I wouldn't oppose that for sure.
1: <laughs> the guitar is a glorious and wonderful instrument, and you guys make it front and center in what you do. I've been saying this for a while. I'm sure you will agree with me. Guitar based music, rock, is due for some kind of resurgence, yes? At least on a popular cultural level? I think so. You assume that everything goes in cycles, and history shows that it has musically. We're ready for some big guitar renaissance. So you guys are poised. You've got in front of us.
2: Absolutely. There's there's so many. No? <laughs> it, Dave. Go. <laughs> for each other. no, it's fine. No, it's there's going through all these different uh, these phases, right? There's the phase of the everybody gets drums on stage, right? There's floor toms everywhere. And <laughs> and then it's everyone gets keyboards on stage and everyone's got a keyboard or MIDI controller. And then it's everyone has laptops on stage. And at a certain point, it has to kind of circle back. And uh, it seems like live instruments on stage, no matter what else is going on is uh, important and do do for its,
1: its thing. Uh, Alex is known for some wizardry as far as guitar goes. Here's the thing. Once we all started sheltering in place, I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this podcast every night. I need to focus. I also need another hobby. So I thought I'm going to, for the first time in my life, try to learn how to play guitar. So I got myself an acoustic Fender. I've been practicing 30 minutes a night. I've been taking like the Fender play lessons. And two months later, I'm as good as you can get at two months. Before we sat down tonight, I decided to rewatch the One hundred riffs video that Alex did like years ago, <laughs> and my lasting thought was, "Well, oh, fuck, I gave up this is <laughs> <laughs> there there's nothing yeah. I can hear uh that that still gets attention and for people who don't know, you played one hundred iconic riffs from the birth of rock and roll through the present day. that video had to help the band in the early days, didn't it?
3: I don't know, I think there were <laughs> maybe one or two shows after that came out where we had a bunch of guys that showed up. We're like, Oh, it's a hundred riffs because the promoters had, uh, you know, had pumped that and they were really disappointed that we weren't a classic rock cover band.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Although almost every rehearsal we've ever had has been a classic rock cover band by accident.
3: Oh, I mean, by beer beer three it is. Yeah. Yeah. It, It all devolves into, Hey, what songs do you guys know? And then it, you know, we we turn into you know the world's worst GNR cover band.
5: Yeah, <laughs> we have blasted through Sweet Child of Mine on just a whim once or twice. So yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, I just I just noticed your Zoom name by the way. That's fantastic. Oh, thank
4: you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, My only contribution to uh, to that would be the slash, you know, hair sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't put me on. Your
1: and the funny thing is, Sam had a crew cut before COVID. He did. It's, he, it grows really fast. Yeah. And of course, when 100 Riffs was a thing, everyone had omissions like, how come you didn't do this one or that one? Uh, I just want to throw in belatedly eight years later. I want to be your dog. Just saying. Man,
3: you know, I, I totally blew it on the Stooges. That's, that's on me.
1: <laughs> uh, I, I didn't think anybody would watch it. I just did it. You never, you uh, never expect something to go, go large and viral like that. There's no, no. way. To participate.
3: I I put it together uh, it, over the course of two weeks um, in the garden apartment that I lived in at the time, and I was on a work trip in California, and one of the people on the trip uh, or somebody had emailed me and like and said, "Hey, this thing is at like forty thousand views." I'm like, "Oh, wow, that's awesome." And then I closed my computer and then I walked away and then I came back home, you know, four or five days later and they're like, oh, it's at like 500,000 views. I'm like, what? Huh? What's going on? You know,
1: and then it just, there we go. And for perspective, I think we're at like 50 views for this live stream right now. That's, you know what? I'll take it. Uh-huh. Like We're at 50. That's, that's success, man. It's you know it's that old marketing adage small groups of highly interested people you don't need a big mass audience just people who really give a shit. Yep,
3: I yeah. would, I would so much rather have uh, ten people like the music that we write yeah. and put out in the world than ten thousand people watching some nonsense that you know I put out on YouTube.
1: I know what you mean. But since you're clearly music fans and since we're still all at home, now's a good time to talk about something that's not Western Automatic specific, but let's talk about music. Let's talk about, for those of us who are stuck at home, what's that one indispensable album that you would not be able to get through quarantine without? And let's just start with Ben because he's in my uh, top left corner.
5: Man, that's a tough call. Um, I'd say... I could tell you what I'm listening to right now is this group called Tropical Fuckstorm from Australia. It's just off the wall like garage rock and it just, there's something about it. It's just weird and bizarre and I love it. You're not making this up? Tropical, sorry, you broke up.
1: What's that? You're not making this up?
5: I'm not making this up. Didn't they do a tiny disc? They might have, yeah. I'm
3: joking. I doubt they did a tiny disc. Dude, I don't know. They might have. <laughs>
2: uh it's great we were so uh ben and i played another band uh a different project as well and i remember being on the road at 3 a.m driving in the van and hearing some insane music and having no idea what the hell it was and then asking him what the band name was and it was tropical fuckstorm we all thought he was lying
1: that's <laughs> amazing all right so dave what's the what's your one quarantine album <sighs> um
2: well i teach i teach uh a lot of drum lessons and i've been doing that video wise so i find a lot of the stuff i listen to is as a result of what my students are giving me so it ends up being a combination of stuff that i've listened to a long time and brand new stuff so um honestly i've been listening to that that new like harry styles record believe it or not oh it's not bad no it's so good and it's like it's got real instruments and there's an actual band and i have a bunch of students playing those songs so that that one's been been on repeat for a while
1: What's interesting in this interview, we all have different lighting wherever we are. The, the darker it gets where Jake is, the more he's starting to look like Mark Ruffalo from the Avengers movie. Oh. <laughs> so?
2: Don't make him angry.
1: You're not wrong. <laughs> uh,
2: there it is.
0: <laughs> I, can, I can fix this. All, all right. Oh. Now go back. Reduction. It was better before. Yeah, turn it off. <laughs> there go. Turn it off.
1: Mr. Jake, what do you think?
0: Um for me I've been listening to this. It's more like um more like of a I guess it's closer to like a pop punk band, but not so much on the pop side. They're called The Story So Far. The album is called Proper Dose. Um I've just really connected to it. It's kind of like a lot of the music is about being um it's kind of alone with your thoughts, which I think is pretty quarantine. Um you know, related. Um, it's called proper dose just because it's dealing with like, you know, the, the things like drinking and smoking weed and like those <clears> types of vices that you come across, especially in the music world, um, and finding that like sweet spot to where it's like not <clears throat> ruining your life and having a negative impact on you, but you know, something that you can enjoy by yourself at the same time. So it's an, it's an interesting album. It's, it's very high energy. Um, they're all young guys they're probably all like 22 23 so they, they don't give a shit about any of that stuff quite yet um but how can
3: you, you know? how can you write a record about the sweet spot when you're 23
4: i don't know man
0: Sweet spot, believe it or not
3: <laughs> they're, they're in the sweet spot
0: i'd say they're past it if they're at you think so i mean if you listen to the music they're they're definitely past that sweet spot, but that's kind of (laughs) what it's about, you know, just kind of like getting ahead of yourself in life, not just like, not just with drugs or music or anything like that, but it's kind of like finding that sweet spot in life, you know, and just what that means to you. I feel like they, they really um, weren't afraid to talk about. And I'm really into like honest music. I love like knowing, like, I know the person that's singing it. Like, you know, if you listen to like Guns N' Roses, it's like, yeah, those are like, all of sweet riffs and shit, and Slash is awesome. But like, I'm not gonna like. I don't feel like I know Slash. I don't. I couldn't tell you one thing about him other than he's a he's a cartoon character in real life. And you know, I, <laughs> you know, I just feel like I love listening to music and knowing and like learning about bands. Where I feel like I like if I were to meet them on the street, that I could have a conversation with them. And you know, whether or not that's real or not, it's it's a feeling I get when I'm listening to new music. So.
1: All right, Sam, what's your pick?
4: So um, one of the things I set out to do uh, during this quarantine was to uh, to learn to play slide guitar and to learn to play bass. And so I actually picked up a bass uh, from, from Alex and from CME a couple of weeks or a month ago. And so um, rather than listening to an album in particular, I've been listening to a lot of, bass, um iconic bass lines on different, you know, albums. Uh so I've been listening to a lot of reggae, a lot of Bob Marley, uh a lot of Dave Matthews, and uh in some Beatles stuff, um you know, hoping to uh learn a thing or two and uh steal Jake's job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know who my favorite bass player is? Any keyboard player's left hand. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I don't know about that. (laughs) That's a terrible joke, (laughs) but what do you to do? Your choice. So
4: that's basically it.
0: What about you, James? What are you listening to?
1: Oh, no, you're not supposed to turn the tables on me.
0: I'm just going to do it just once.
1: Um, (laughs) It's
0: a wild west out here, James.
1: I'll I'll give you a local band album that I've been listening to a lot late, lately. The uh, rookie album on Bloodshot, I think, is ooh breezy guitar based stuff. I mean, I think they kind of got they're they're in a bad spot. They put the album out just as quarantine happened. It, they were really kind of right at that point where they could have made a, a giant leap forward. And I think they were set back by the quarantine. And that album is a it's a fantastic listen. I mean, it's like straight out of nineteen seventy four. It's it's wonderful. It's nice. one of many things, but did we not get you, Alex? Uh, no, that's okay. Um,
3: <laughs> I'm not offended um, uh I've been going back and forth um there's a a friend of mine turned me onto a band called uh His Golden Messenger, which I feel like I should have known about because apparently they've been going for a long time, but there's a record called Terms of Surrender from I think last year that uh I like quite a bit, so I've been listening to that. That's been on my, uh, on my, spin, whatever on my, that's, I've been putting that on the headphones, uh, once or twice a day now for a couple weeks. Um, I'm, I'm a big Jenny Lewis fan and she's, uh, she's doing backups on that. Um, kind of like a Linda Ronstadt, Neil Young kind of thing, like in terms of like backing up. So that's, um, yeah, it's really good. It's super poppy, but uh, I, I dig that one. So I've kind of been going back and forth between that and the, the newest Tool record, which is an interesting contrast, but um, it's all about the mood you're in, I guess. It
1: really is. So if you're just joining us on Facebook Live, this is Western Automatic. The Fugitive is their latest EP. One of the things or topics that has come up over the past few months is how to conduct, one, not how to conduct, but how to move forward through the pandemic. You can't tour all the, the usual rules are, are kind of gone. How do you innovate around the situation and keep the band vibrant? And there may not be a, a good answer, or you might have an idea of how to move forward or through this. Mm.
5: I think it kind of boils down to everybody's individual efforts on their own. You know, um, I mean, I know Dave does constantly put stuff out. Alex did a couple of videos with our songs. Um, you know, just whatever you can do to keep your friends and people who follow you online to sort of engage with what you're doing personally, you know, I think is a, is a start. Yeah. The, the, the word out about your group, you know, at the same time.
1: I mean, you, you guys are plenty active on social media. I, I still believe that we're on the precipice of some kind of music video renaissance. As bands can't tour, I think creating interesting, compelling, videos might become more of a focus for artists remains to be seen but i I feel like that's a pretty clear option
4: absolutely i I agree with you um and i think that uh obviously the music industry is very affected not only by the inability of uh, you know going out and touring or or performing but also because quite honestly uh you know musicians musicians are not making any real money uh, from selling albums. But um, it seems like the way forward is through um, live streaming, through um, films, uh, shows, that kind of thing. Um, and I think that, obviously, the technology uh, nowadays, as far as you know, every one of us has a very sophisticated camera uh, on us you know, at all times. Uh, So I think, uh, wasn't it Lady Gaga that uh, released released the video entirely made on the iPhone? Yes. I I believe so, right? That's cool. Yeah. So um, I think that um, music videos and um, and music in videos or in film is is the way forward.
1: Definitely. I I feel like we should wrap up soon because you know Jake is so done with this. His movie's already started. (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, I. I it's funny, I shrunk the kids. I've watched it. I actually watched it about three months ago, but I've seen it at least twelve times in my life. So trust me. Are,
1: are
3: they in the yard yet? Are they? Have they shrunk down? And or, am I ruining this for you? I've. I've,
5: I've Spoiler okay. alert. Spoiler, dude, yeah.
1: <laughs> but is it a cool experience? Because I, I had. Uh, you know, we talked about the the drive-in a couple nights ago on my show. Is it is it cool being out there?
0: It's really nice. It's actually really relaxing. There's people just kind of walking around and. I don't know. Everybody's just chilling out, sitting on the back of their trucks and whatnot. It's it's actually really nice.
1: A little chilly. Kind of a cool night to be out there.
0: A little bit. It was kind of raining earlier, but it's looking pretty clear right now. All right. So in summary,
1: you are Western Automatic. I, I love the Fugitive. It's just it's a solid listen start to finish. I think you guys are great. And when uh, this all passes, let's, uh, let's do this in my car somehow with, with all five of you. Awesome. We're in.
2: Absolutely. That
0: would
1: be fun. I want to thank everyone who's been watching on Facebook Live. Let's see. There's Tim and Julia and Amy and Mike and Denise, Molly Jean, Gina, KW, K Kdubs. Uh, thank you all for watching. I'm going to stop the Facebook Live. And once I do that, I'm going to thank you. That was great. Awesome. awesome. Thanks. Wow.